Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. John Kelly here with the large smiling, very excited Jeremiah Stringer, who is about ready to come up on summer break. Well, I just got double good news, man. Actually, triple good news. Oh, yeah? Yep. First one, uh, we had election day recently. So school's out on election day. That gave me a day to do a couple things. And I found that Helinox is going to replace the broken part on my Helinox chair. So the Sunset oh, nice. Yeah, the Sunset chair. They're going to send me some new shock cord and instructions, and my Chair Zero is about to fail. So I went ahead and had them to send that as well. They don't know who I am. I didn't re- receive any special attention or anything. Oh, they know who uh, you are. No, they, I didn't even tell them my name. I talked to them on the phone. So I was just some random guy. So oh, I think you. That, uh, Everybody knows that voice, Jeremiah. I don't know about that. <laughs> also, uh, my Garmin. I bought this really nice Garmin watch, right? Like last year in September. Yeah. It's the second band that has broke on it. So oh, wow. I called them. They said it's still under warranty, so they sent me another one. But I figured they're just going to keep breaking. So I might as well just buy a different one. And then uh, the last bit of good news. I am officially going to be able to make it on my South Dakota trip, I have flights booked, rental cars booked, and yeah, it's gonna be uh, nice. Gonna be a fun trip. It definitely set me back some money with how expensive everything is right now. No, but I know. I figure when's the next time I'm going to be in South Dakota? It'll probably be a while. Uh, at least a couple months. At least. <laughs> at least a couple months. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it, it's going to happen again. I mean, you're Jeremiah Stringer. You are. A YouTube sensation. Let's just be honest. Well, I don't know about all that, but uh, to help pay for all this, we need to get some more sponsors. <laughs> Speaking of that, segue time. Uh, we want to say a big thank you for our sponsor for this day's episode, and that is Outdoor Vitals Live Ultralight. And Jeremiah, I have been a fan of Outdoor Vitals for a while. I am a Live Ultralight member. Um, I actually own a pair of their Satu pants and the Dragon Wool hoodie. And I've been wearing those for a couple of years now. I was actually able to get a hold of those before they were released. And I still wear those. I think they're fantastic pieces of clothing. And if you're someone who's looking for really high quality clothing, Outdoor Vitals is an excellent place to check. Yeah. And they have high quality pieces of gear as well. Because uh, last month in April, I headed out to the Watts in New Hampshire on a big trip. And we camped where there was snow. And first time I've ever camped in snow in April. And uh, it was cold up there. So I brought my Outdoor Vitals Zero Degree Top Quilt. And that thing, even you can get the regular or long version. I got the long, of course. But uh, why'd you get the long version? (laughs) I was afraid the regular wouldn't fit me. I am (laughs) 6'3. So it's whatever gear fits your needs, really. But it kept me nice and toasty warm. And if you pair that with a Shadowlight backpack, 
you can get 45 liter or 60 liter. Um, they basically have whatever pieces of gear that you're going to need that fit your backpacking style. Oh, that's awesome. You know, one of the things that they're getting ready to do right now with Outdoor Vitals, which is really cool, is the UL Member Challenge. If you're part of the Live Ultralight membership, they're doing basically a 100-mile challenge where you are going to be doing online trainings, like physical trainings. Uh, You're going to be getting a swag box full of gear. Um, There's going to be live check-ins and different things throughout the process. And from August 1st through the 15th, you need to choose either to hike a 50-mile hike or a 100-mile hike. There's going to be prizes given out. It's a really cool thing, and that only happens for members of the Live Ultralight membership. So if that's something you want to be a part of, get signed up. It's a great membership. $10 a month ends up being $10 store credit every month that you can build up to buy gear over time. Definitely check out Outdoor Vitals. So thankful that they're one of our sponsors and the sponsor of this episode. Jeremiah. Yes. I got I got a new backpack. Oh, you got your new backpack? I got a new backpack. You can kind of see it back above the UGQ bag if you're uh, looking at the video, but like with it being blue, you can hardly see things. I got a brand new, and this is the first time I've ever gotten one from these guys. I got a Z-Pax Arc Hall 60, but it's made with Ultra 200 fabric. What's that mean? It's a new fabric put out by Challenge Sailcloth. If you've heard of EcoPack, I have it's, heard EcoPack. It's like EcoPack's beefy cousin. So um, it probably compares more with Dyneema, whereas like EcoPack kind of compares with um, X-Pack material. So uh, it's so really, it's a 60, J- Jeremiah, it's your kind of backpack. <laughs> Is it framed? 60 liters. <laughs> it's framed. It weighs 20 ounces. How? 20 ounces. Yeah, I was... Uh... I was looking, and, dude, that's legit. Frame, 20 ounces. And it's got the kind of frame where you've got the space between your back and the pack so that if there's a little breeze that comes through, it can kind of cool your back down a little bit, which is nice on those hot days. It won't keep you from sweating. There's a big mis, 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 what is it? misnomer, misnomer, I guess is the word I'm looking for here. Uh-huh. There's a big misnomer about those. They think that because you've got the space, you're not going to sweat on your back. Uh-huh. That's not true. We all know that. Your no. back's still gonna sweat. Even but, my spray, you know, it's got it's totally separate from your back. But yeah, that's what this one is. Yeah, yeah, you're still gonna sweat. You're still gonna sweat. But when there is a breeze that comes through, it feels really nice. You know something odd. My father-in-law, who actually helped me discover backpacking, he had like uh, an external frame. Basically, I would call it a hunting backpack. Right. Um, it'll support a lot of weight. I think a lot of people will like cut up the game that they killed and they'll pack it out on that backpack along with the rifle and that kind of stuff. So pretty heavy. And he would use the space in between his back and the mesh. He would like stick a, a 16 ounce or 16.9 ounce water bottle behind him. And that was, <laughs> that was like his water bottle pocket. And I was like, man, that is so weird. But I don't think lumbar support. Lumbar support and Maybe. like if if you're a backpacker, then almost every backpack now they thought quite a bit about where to like locate the water bottle pockets because what pocket are you going to use more than the water bottle pocket? I mean, I don't think there is one. Man, those water bottle pockets get used a lot. Yeah, so like my Osprey, it has um 
it's got two holes for the water bottle. You can put it at an angle or you can put it like vertical. But right. some backpacks only have one. Like I mentioned the shadow light backpack earlier. Oh yeah. And it's all stretchy around where you're going to put your water bottle and you can fit so much stuff in there. But I always did think that was kind of odd that he kept the one like just out of the package water bottle with him. But I think a ton of people bring those to mix their drink mixes in. Probably. I mean, it's if it works, it works. You know what I mean? Like if that's oh, what, yeah. if that works for you, go for it, do it. Um, but the reason I'm telling you about this backpack is because it's one of two new backpacks I'm getting. Oh, you're getting an- another new backpack. Yes, I'm testing. I'm doing some testing. I don't know if you if you knew this, but I did a video a few months ago on my YouTube channel about, I called it, is Dyneema dead? I mean, we know Dyneema's not dead, but it was just kind of, it's the question, are there fabrics coming out now that could potentially dethrone Dyneema? And I talked about Ecopack and I talked about Ultra and the, the company challenged Sailcloth. So I reached out to Z-Packs and I said, hey, I'm wanting to do this study. I want to research some of this material. Is there a chance you guys would hook me up with a backpack? And they were like, sure. So they sent me a backpack. Then I contacted Devin over at Waymark and I said, um, you sent me this backpack a while back, the, the light backpack, and it doesn't fit me quite right. I'm not crazy about it. He goes, well, send it back and we'll send you another backpack. He goes, do you want to try the through instead? And I was like, sure. So he sends me that one. That one's made with, with EcoPack, I think 200. Whereas the, this one is ultra. So it's the same company, two different fabrics. Then I contacted Ben McMillan and he's got this fabric that he's using for all of his bags now, like DTR 75 or something like that. It's another, it's another challenge sailcloth fabric but it's more like the really thin dyneema and that's what he's using for um like food bags and stuff like that well i asked him if he makes fanny packs out of that stuff and he does and jeremiah you saw what the fanny pack looks like yeah but i can't remember can you describe it to me yes the fanny pack is fantastic rolled down it's a blue backpack or it's a blue fanny pack that has my logo on it but as you roll it up the most beautiful of things happens <laughs> what happened? Jeremiah Stringer's face is all over the inside of my of my fanny pack. No way. That that is that is what Ben decided to design to design this thing with. So uh <laughs> as soon as I get it, I'll make sure it ends up on one of these live streams or the podcast or what we'll make sure people see this thing. But it was hilarious. He sent me a video and I about died when I saw it. So uh so I've got that for a fanny pack. So I'm getting the opportunity to test these fabrics out. Uh-huh. And then in a few months, I want to do a video where I talk about the different fabrics, who they might be best for, uh, weight versus strength, waterproofness, all that kind of stuff. And uh, hoping to have something I can give people to be really useful if they want to try out these new fabrics. Yeah, and you mentioned Ben. Um, he started this Apex or whatever it is. Yeah. And I saw him post a, a clip on Instagram of them grilling a steak on top of one of their little grills that they cut out. Yeah. And I was like, man, I was waiting. I was waiting and waiting for him to flip the steak over. And then it had charred in it like their logo. And I didn't see it. And I was like, man, this is a great missed marketing opportunity. Ben, if you're, if you're listening to this, which you're probably not, but if you are, do that, man. That would be fantastic. You know how great of an ad that would be? Oh, yeah. 
It's like, because I, I don't see anybody making custom. Well, I guess they're making the custom trowels now, but the yeah. custom grill too, that would be legit. <clears throat> He's also making um, custom sit pads. What do you, how do you customize a sit pad? Uh, laser engraving your name actually in the sit pad. What? Yeah, I'm actually, okay, true story. I might have one of those on the way. And that grill you were talking about, uh-huh. there, there's a chance I may be getting one of those. I'm needing like a, Jason used to bring um, like the a little grill. I don't know if he got it from Walmart or what, but it basically just folds out and mm-hmm. it's two legs. You throw it on the outside of your backpack, strap to the outside and you're good to go. I'm needing one of those that's super lightweight. Dude, this yeah. one that he makes is like two or three ounces. But do you have to set like do you have to stack up rocks on each side of the fire and then put it like the edge on each rock? You know, what, do you understand what I'm saying? No, it's just a freestanding grill. You can so set it, it right in the fire. It's got its own legs. It's got its own legs. Man, that is absolutely insane. Yeah, the, man. Just the strength of even metal that you can just throw in the fire and it's going to hold up to the heat. Well, I know he's been testing it for a while, and one of the things that he said. Uh, that he tested was for warping and he finally has one that he tested that does not warp at all. I wonder if you have to, um, you know how the instructions, if you get a new cook pot, it's always like, make sure you boil a a pot of water in here before you like eat out of it. Right. Yeah. I don't know if that's like the coating on the metal or if it's like, uh, you know, some of that comes off in the water the first time you heat it up and there's some kind of reaction or something. I wonder if you have to do that with the grills too. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. I know that he is, from what I know, this, I mean, don't completely trust me on this, but I believe he is the only American-made titanium backpacking products in the world. I got um, a little titanium stove, like that you put the the wood, like yeah. small pieces of wood in. I haven't tried it out yet. I actually have, like, you can't see it. I got two shelves one of them is just like stuff that i've never opened before that's just been sent by these like i don't know they kind of feel like spam emails it's like they're just copy and pasting the same thing to you yeah and they're sending it's like 800 different people yeah so i always just tell them like send it if you want to can't make any guarantees Uh, sometimes if i like it it'll make a video and sometimes they send it and they sent one of those and i don't know i a lot of that stuff is not great for backpacking, you know, like car camping. It'd be so much better at, for example, oh, yeah, I got this uh, truck tent. Did I tell you about that? Yeah. So I want to test that out, but it's not really something you take backpacking. Maybe you could set up the night before and camp at the trailhead. I'm, I'm getting ready to do a car camping video because I like to car camp, you know? Sometimes it's just good to go out and camp. But like if you don't have time, like if you got to work and you got to be somewhere the next day, you don't have time to actually backpack. I still want to sleep outside. You know, I still want to be out with my friends and around a fire. And uh, so I love car camping and I may have picked up the ultimate car camping piece of gear ever. What'd you get? I didn't even have to pay for it, Jeremiah. It was given to me to review and see what I think. And it's something that would be great for like if you took your camper with you. Uh Uh-huh. If you had a large tent, like a large tent that like four or five people can sleep in, it is a portable, battery powered 
air conditioning unit. Oh my God. Dude, I had a, a, a person that I went to high school with, they transferred schools, but I work with this person's sister and he reached out to me cause he absolutely loves NASCAR. And so he got tickets to like this big NASCAR van. It's like Daytona 500 or something. Yeah. It's been like a week down there and he was camping out. And of course it's super hot. And he's like, Hey, I know you do a lot of camping and stuff. Do they make a portable air conditioner? And I was like, I don't think so, man. I don't. Hey, Jeremiah. That really exists. They do now. It just came up by EcoFlow. Do you know who EcoFlow is? They make the power stations. Uh, Big battery power stations. I think so. Okay. They just came out with what's called the EcoFlow Wave is what it's called. I literally just got it yesterday. It's I've got it in my garage right now. That's why if, if you're hearing some noise when I talk, it's probably the air conditioner. Um, But it's it's made. It's really interesting. So... The air conditioning unit, it has a plug on the back, obviously, so water doesn't drip out. Mm. But you're not supposed to have to drain it if the humidity gets stays below 70%. Because the way it's designed is that the water it produces goes back through the unit to cool the unit. Wow. I wonder, I'm very curious of how well this works. I always think like the material on my tent, is not the best insulator, but whenever I've done the little Mr. Buddy heater in yeah. my tent multiple times during the winter, like it, of course, I left it running. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not sure how well the tin is insulating, but it it kept me really warm. So I wonder if the opposite's true with the air conditioner. Well, you know, people talk about going hot tenting in the wintertime. Kentucky's not really hot tent weather, but I would say Kentucky is a good candidate for cool tent weather, right? Yeah, I'd say I mean, anyway. Think about it, because it, it gets freaking hot in the wintertime or in the summertime down here. Like, the nights sometimes don't get below 80. And it can be miserable trying to sleep camping out in the wintertime or in the summertime in Kentucky. And so I'm, I mean, obviously it's, you're not going backpacking with this thing, mm. but if you're just going to do some car camping, which a lot of people do, like if you're going to go out to the lake and you're going to spend the night, like you're going to spend the day, like out on uh, canoes or kayaks or something, then come back at the end of the day and sleep in a camper or in a, in a big tent, putting this in the tent, man, being able to uh, cool down that tent would be really nice. And it's supposed to run for eight hours solid without needing a charge. So how do you charge it up? Do you have to have like one of those big battery bank things? And, uh, the battery comes tomorrow, I think, or Thursday. And uh, the battery is what get you, you, you charge the battery on it. Um, or if you've got a power bank, like you've got a big power bank, you can run it directly off of that. You can also run it with solar power. Or you can run it, um, you can charge it off of your car. Oh, so, okay. So what are you going to do? Uh, I've got the battery. So I'm going to take it for an overnight car camping trip and see how it does. Yeah, just try it the one eight-hour span and see yeah. if it's cool all night. Yeah, because, I mean, I wouldn't need it until it's time to go to bed. And so I'll probably take it when I've got my kids with me. 
uh, just to see how it does. I'm so I'm going to this music festival thing with my trail family from the Long Trail in July. Nice. I think it's going to be cooler in Michigan in July. It'll definitely be cooler than it is here, but it still could be 80, 90 degrees. Oh, yeah. It could still be really hot. I'm thinking, uh, man, that that could be like the the perfect piece of gear to set up in Bridget and my tent because me and her are making the road trip up there, and I, I was working on her pretty hard, man. I was like, you know, hammock, this would be a really good fit for hammocks. Bridget, we like my friends, they live in Michigan already and they go to this every year. And so they have like this camp spot that they know they get every year and it's, it's butted up against the woods. Some of them are just out open in the field and stuff. Right. Right. Parked off. And I was like, man, since we're up against the woods, my friend said that we could hammock camp, but she was like, no, I never hammock camp before. I don't want to try it yet. I want to sleep in the same tent as you. So for her security and her comfort, since she said yes, then uh, (laughs) how happy would she be to throw an air conditioner in a tent? When when are you going? That is in July. That's like uh, second week of July, I think. I I mean, you're going north. If you want to swing by here, I might be able to loan it to you. I'll be heading right up 75, man. It takes me straight there. It takes you all the way to Detroit. Well, brother, just come 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 up to Nicholasville first. You might be able to get yourself an air conditioner to borrow for the weekend. Dude, I um, I'm thinking so hard about whether I should take the car or the truck on this. I have so my truck, fourteen miles. <laughs> what I said? Can you afford the gas? <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. It's fourteen miles to the gallon. It's, it says on the like you hit the you got the same truck I do. Yeah, you hit the little button on the dash. It tells you your fuel mileage, and it says fourteen point four is my average. So we'll call it 15 on the way up there. It'll be more than that. Oh, I would hope, but I guarantee it won't be over 20. That's so, true. That's true. Dude, if I take the truck, then all of my gear, it's not an issue. Like you just literally throw it in the back of the truck. Plus it's a crew cab. So you got the whole back seat. You can take your cooler and everything. Yeah. But if we take the car, it gets like 35 miles to the gallon. <laughs> But you're having to stick everything in the trunk. So if I wanted to take the truck tent and set an air mattress in the truck bed at night and sleep back there, it wouldn't be possible if we took the car. But then again, I'm saving like $300 in gas. So yeah. I don't know. What do you think? You have to drive there and back. I would be taking the car. Like I went to, I drove to Pictured Rocks last year. It was 12 hours. Uh-huh. And I almost took my wife's car last year because, but gas wasn't anywhere near the cost it is this year. And, uh, but if I was going this year, man, I would absolutely say, Hey babe, you get the truck for the week. I'm taking the car. Yeah. Well, Bridget and I are both going. So yeah, but the truck is so much more comfortable, but I don't know if it's like $300 more. (laughs) Yeah, dude. But it's still, anytime you're talking about 12 hour drive, 10-hour drive, that's a long time to be in a vehicle. So you want to be comfortable. I am so torn on this. This car, I mean, your wife's car is a nice car. Oh, she got an Altima, but yeah. still, I mean, a big truck, you're not cramped at all. You got space. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I. so I booked our rental car for South Dakota, and I was shopping. Jason and I are going to be traveling together, flying, like flying together and everything. Yeah. 
So I was like, what kind of vehicle do you want? And he's like, here's the main thing, man. You don't want to get the smallest because you're a big guy and you want to be comfortable in there because get this. I got us tickets for half price that we would have gotten to fly into Rapid City. Uh, the only catch is now we still have to drive quite a ways, like hours, to to get there. Because Badlands, South Dakota, everything's in the middle of nowhere. So yeah, I guess it is. doesn't really yeah. matter. But we still have to drive hours to get there. So he was like, you need to get something a little bigger. So I paid that extra two bucks a day, and I got the midsize, <laughs> like a, I don't know what it is, midsize SUV. But I figured that would be a lot more comfortable because I have rented, like, the cheapest wasn't yeah. even any cruise control in there. I was like, what is this, man? This is ridiculous. Yep. That's not surprising, man. That's not surprising. Yeah. The rental prices weren't too outrageous, though. Yeah. But seriously, if you want to borrow that uh that air conditioner, let me know. You just got to promise you'll take a little bit of footage of you using it so I can use it in my video. Hey, man. I got your back on that one. I may, uh, I may run that by Bridget, but first, I'm going to see how it works for you. Because if it's junk... And you don't think it's good, then I'll be like, no, nah, I'm straight. Well, I've got it running in the garage right now, and it what? feels pretty comfortable. You know how hot my garage can get. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to be here next Tuesday. So, you'll get to see if the air conditioner works next week. <gasps> yes. So, Dude, I'm so excited. I can't wait to hang out with you face to face. I know, like, bro. People that are listening may not know right now, but uh, we're like hour to hour and a half sitting recording this separate locations and uh when summertime rolls around my schedule is so freed up but then it, it all fills in because i do so much backpacking so um uh, actually come to think of it last uh last week on thursday i figured out i was double booked for backpacking oh wow how got that happen well my buddy's wife uh, she texted me and asked if Wait, I you're backpacking with your buddy's wife. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Just double oh. checking on that. Just that's kind of awkward. <laughs> Three steps back on that one. <laughs> I am backpacking with her husband. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. So she texted me and they have, uh, they have a baby that's due like at the end of this month. And she texted me and she's like, Hey, I know, uh, Father's Day time is very busy for you because we also got my wife's birthday and our anniversary for a wedding. She's like, do you think that uh, you could fit in a backpacking trip somewhere around that time with my husband, who uh, this is their second kid? And she's like, I want him to have a little time to get out of the house and decompress. They would just had a newborn. And I can't believe this. So this would be like a month later. And she's like, I'm not, I know that he'll need some time. So maybe y'all could like go for one night so he can at least get away and y'all can hang out and do your thing and he can blow off some steam. So I was like, yes, let's do it. But I didn't write down the date and we had a date picked out. Then uh, I was invited on this other trip and I asked if Bridget could go and I was told, yeah, that I won't release any details right now. But you'll see when the time comes. So, Bridget, she's down to go, too. They said it's cool. So, her and I, we went ahead and said, yes, we're going to make this backpacking trip. And then, whenever our life group met last Thursday, I was like, 
my buddy's like, Hey man, I'm super excited for our trip. And I was like, yeah, what was the date for that again? And he was like, I don't know, but my wife has the date. <laughs> She's just sitting right there and she looked and she was like, Oh no, oh, the date. And I was like, Oh, well, I guess I'm either bailing on one of the trips or rescheduling one of them. And the trip that I had said, yes. And Bridget and I were both going, that one's not a reschedulable trip because there's multiple people going. And anytime you can't be that one guy that's like, Oh, uh, I already had this trip and literally like the trip, they just bought the permits for it. You can't be like, ah, actually we need to move the date. Oh yeah. Yeah. Your choices are either bail or go. Yep. So luckily we're allowed to shift the day or we, we, we could shift the dates around and uh, I'm able to make both trips, but that's how fast the summer books up for you, man. You got to open. Well, slots. Especially when you've got so much time available to you now. Yeah. I think, I don't know. You got, you got vacay. You want to do a little beach vacay or something in the summer too. But right now I'm telling you, man, I hope everything goes smoothly and I can take all the trips I have scheduled because it is going to be an epic summer. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. I know I'm, I'm probably going to be doing, uh, all my trips are probably going to be all last minute trips. Yeah. Me and you and Jason need to put together a last minute trip. I know we need to, I, I, all, like right now, I'm I'm gonna be in Honduras in a few weeks, um, and then I've got oh probably a week long trip I'm gonna try and do in August. Um, I'm thinking about doing that live ultralight 100 thing with uh, Outdoor Vitals. Yeah, what kind of trip are you considering doing for that? I'm actually thinking about hitting the bottom half of the Sheltoe and hiking my way up because I hiked all that through rain when I did it the first time. And I'd love to go back and redo it, except do it without all the rain. I bet if the dates could line up, that maybe that would be a good fit for the Kentucky boys to get out and maybe Jason yeah. could hop in and join you on a section of that. Because that area, dude, it's totally beautiful. Oh, I know. And, and every bit of it I didn't see because it was covered in clouds and rain and fog the whole time. So I really want to go back down and redo that whole section. Um, I just feel like that would be great to get down there. And it'd just be good to get a big, long hike in. I haven't gotten to do a long hike since, I guess, last May when I did the 40 miles up at Pictured Rocks. Yeah, that means you're itching for it, dude. You can only go big so time. long without spending a few consecutive days in a row in the woods. Yeah, I've done some 20 and 25-mile and trips. But it's been a while since I've done anything around 50 to 100 miles. So it'd be nice to go out at least at least get 50 in a 20 mile trip for me though is a really good fit for the weekend because most like nine to fivers like you get off work friday and if you're backpacking in you got to find a camp spot pretty fast because you don't have a whole lot of daylight after you drive there yeah and you can have a big day on saturday and then sunday hiking back out to your vehicle like uh you don't want to hike too far but make it to the vehicle and you can head home for work I love the 20 ish miles, but there's nothing like going on a trip and being like, well, for the next four or five days, I don't have any obligations except where I'm sleeping tonight. Yep. I just got to get from here to there. That's all I got to worry about. Yeah. I'm with you. So, Dave. I think probably what I'll end up doing is, is whatever I decide on doing, I'll probably my wife drop my car off at the end of the hike and then drop me off at the front of the hike. And then I'll just hike back to my car or to the truck and drive home from there. 
that's one of the best ways. And there's nothing quite like a motivator of, I know my truck's here. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, I, I just have these three more miles. I'll be at my truck. I'll be sitting in the air conditioner. I sound like such a wuss, <laughs> but no, dude. I mean, but it's true. And then, and then knowing like you've got drinks in it. Oh, you're going to leave a cooler in there. I'm going to leave a cooler in there. Yeah, dude. Leave a cooler in there. I, the cooler I've got right now, if it's really hot out, it can keep stuff. If it's filled with ice, completely filled with ice, it'll keep stuff cold for four or five days. Wow. That's a good cooler. So if I can do four days, and get 50 miles in, you know, if I did something like that, that last day would be really nice getting back to the truck. Yeah. And like you said, uh, getting to do the Sheltoe, that area that, that you missed, that'd be a good makeup. Oh man. I just, I want to go back on that John Muir trail down there, you know, cause that was the part where there was a lot like the John Muir overlook. I didn't really get to see it very well because it was just covered in, in fog. Well, so good, it, it just wasn't thing, real clear. The good thing about that, that little area there is it doesn't matter what season you go in. Like, you know, some, some views, it has to be wintertime and all the leaves and everything is falling off. There's not a whole bunch of growth for you to see really, really good. Yeah. But that JMT overlook, it's so clear because – you're almost on top of a bald and then you look out in front of you and it just like falls off to nothing. Yeah. And you have all, I just, I can imagine the, the old homesteads that, that are, that used to be down there. You can even see, uh, you know, chimney in the field down there. Well, and I've learned so much about, about hiking since then. That was in 2018 when I did that. And I've learned so much since then. Um, I'm such a better hiker than what I was back then. You know what I mean? Like as far as just my knowledge of what to do in situations and, and all of that. And uh, so I would, I'm really looking forward to going down and just reattacking that. And I really want to hike that 10 mile section of the Kentucky trail that they added. Cause I've still not hiked that section of the Sheltoe. They added that after I finished it. Is that right before Yamacraw? I think so. I think so too. They just had the Yamacraw. I think it's a, 50k maybe i'm pretty sure or maybe it's a 50 mile i don't remember now i think it's 50k i had a buddy that just ran it down there they do all kinds of stuff in that area but so beautiful man it's hard to avoid well and then i'm doing the foothills trail in the fall so i'm real excited about getting that one done Dude, I'm so jealous so i mean you're more than welcome to join man just skip school it's all good i get i sometimes get invited to these trips and like i got an email the other day i think and it was like asking if i wanted to go to oregon and of course these are people that like to listen to the podcast or maybe like to watch one of our youtube channels or stuff oh yeah they're like hey i I have these dates off work and i'm like man well first if i knew them then i'd be much more inclined to go but even if i was able to go um, and I had the money to like fly out to Oregon to do another trip, which I would absolutely love to do. The dates are always like right when you go back to school or in the middle of the school year, you just can't make it, man. Yeah. That pesky work always gets in the way, but you got to pay the bills. Yep. Well, and, and for me, this summer is great because the kids are with a babysitter all summer. So the schedule's easy for my wife to take the kids to and and pick them up from the babysitters so i could actually do multi-day trips and it doesn't completely wear her out 
So I am I am ready. I'm just dude, I'm just telling you, I'm ready. I need trips. <laughs> I'll uh I'll worry about that baby stuff before too long. Yeah, it, it, it'll come. That day will come. It's just not time yet. Yeah. All right, you ready to wrap this thing up, man? Dude, I am. It's been good chatting with you, man. And I want to say one more time a big thank you to Outdoor Vitals for being our sponsor for this episode. Live Ultralight. Go check them out over at OutdoorVitals.com. For myself and Jeremiah, the king of Kentucky backpacking, Stringer, the biggest (laughs) smile in the South. We'll catch you guys on the next one. Yeah, adios, folks.